The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. To another episode of Spooky Stories. Ooh. I'm your ghost co-host, Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one, Kaya. And that is probably the weirdest entrance we've ever done to a podcast episode. You know what? We're having fun, so you can just deal with it, okay? Woohoo! Woohoo! Anyways, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to do another one of these things. I feel like our listeners have earned it. Yep. We're on a roll. We're doing three today. Yes. Yep. So, so we have some content prepared. We do. Yep. So let's not talk about spooky stuff. I have three things that I think we could talk about that would be a little bit less spooky. Okay, but like this is Spooky Stories Podcast. Number one. Uh-huh. What's the deal with people saying, what's the deal with airline food? Right? Uh, Am I right? What airline food? Yeah, there's... I mean, you can order from West... It's a thing. What's the deal with the three blind mice? What is They cut off their tails? Did they eat them? Probably. Or did they just, like, let them run free after cutting off their tails? I don't get it, okay? I don't like mice as much as the next guy, but I wouldn't just trap one, cut off its tail, and be like, there you go. That's kind of sadistic. Very sadistic. Yeah. Very spooky, even. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just cutting that one from the record. (laughs) And how about those ripped jeans in the butt? Okay? You don't look hot. You just look like you can't afford pants. So, like, you're talking about the ones, like, I've showed you on Shein, right? Where it's, like, the ass is just, like, underneath the ass. You know what? I'm trying to keep it, you know, PG for our audience. Maybe we're going to get a new audience going, you know? Maybe keep us wearing We have a disclaimer at the beginning. We do. Yeah. I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Correct. All right. Just tell us about the spooky story. Cool. Uh, So, it's kind of funny that you brought up, like, airline food because today we are going to be taking a trip to Toronto. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I know that we said we were going international this season, but this one was a leftover from last season that I'm really excited to do. Ooh, a bonus episode. Bonus. Just in time for Easter. Yeah. Woo, woo. Woo, woo. Okay, so uh, most people know Toronto. Like, I don't know anybody who doesn't know where Toronto is. Yeah. Or anything about or it. Toronto. Toronto, depending where you're from. Um, now... Toronto is known for popular attractions, big name celebrities, but it's also rich with history, um, not all of which is happy. Now, there are over 200 years of murders, suicides, executions, military battles, and other unpleasant going-ons that take place in and around Toronto, um, making it the, like, prime tourist destination for... Any ghost hunter or paranormal investigator worth their weight in gold. Nice. Yeah. I had no idea that Toronto was home to so much spookiness. Yeah. Um, Toronto is a hotbed of spooky occurrences, actually. And today we are going to visit some of the most popular and haunted places in the city. Oh, are we going to do a little tour of we Toronto? We are. Kind of like when we did Calgary, but now we're going to do Toronto. Oh, I like these ones. And Let's then the, do the next tour. time we go home, 
we're gonna actually like go to all these places sweet yeah um so are there spooky restaurants there is yes because i know those are your favorite they are they are okay uh so you ready to get into it yes okay cool so we are going to hop on our plane we're gonna fly to toronto and we are gonna land and our first stop is casaloma oh the escape room place Correct, but there's more to Casa Loma than just an escape room. Okay. Now, um, this is actually one of my favorite historical sites in Toronto. I absolutely love any, like, castles, the cool, like, history behind them. So I absolutely love Casa Loma. We have never gone there together um, because we're usually kind of limited on time and we have to pick one thing to do and the last time we went I really wanted to go to the museum so unless Toronto is full of traffic correct and Casa Loma's kind of like right down there in the heart mm-hmm. of the city anyways so uh, we are going to actually talk about a few strange occurrences occurrences sorry that have happened here um reports are pretty rare but there are still a few that exist out there okay um so first we're going to start by talking about the white lady so she's a vision that typically appears on the second floor um but more recently has been seen in the basement a little bit more you know what okay like i'm we've done enough of these ghost stories that i'm just getting kind of sick of it why she gotta be white though (laughs) you know what about the blue lady the woman in blue the woman in you know cyan the woman in uh, it's more blue but the the woman in mustard yellow like we did have the woman in red at the hotel in winnipeg that's true you yeah, know what? So I, I stand corrected. Not always white. That's not not always white. Now, this figure is the white lady. Um, she's someone who is believed to have been a maid who worked at the building in the early 1900s, uh, around the time when about 60,000 people in Toronto died of influenza. So, potentially somebody who worked at Casa Loma and died of influenza and is now just left hanging out so why aren't there 60 or 59,999 other ghosts well because they didn't all die at Casa Loma okay she was the only one that died of. I'm, I'm not saying she was the only one but like here okay. she is okay okay I'm listening um so a lot of people believe she's a maid because she's been seen in a lot of places by guests or by like cleaning or cafeteria staff as they've been cleaning up at the end of the day oh so, so she's just helpful she's I mean cool i'd love a ghost to come and clean my house for me actually can we get a haunted house that just kind of cleans itself that'd that'd be be fabulous yes anyways so that's the first one um some people have also reported sightings of sir henry pellet now sir henry pellet was the person who originally commissioned the construction of casa loma for him and his wife lady mary pellet so he built casa loma for her cute right that's nice um maybe one day you'll build me a castle yeah. Anyways, um, now, during an outdoor function at Casa Loma, a young boy claimed to have seen a man standing at a second floor window, and when asked about the vision, he perfectly described Sir Henry and asked why he was so mad. Now, this child had never seen, like, a picture of Sir Henry, didn't know who the guy was, like, knew nothing, but perfectly described him and was huh. like, man, he angry. Bro's mad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now a woman believed to be Lady Mary has also been spotted on the grounds and the most notable experience happened when Canada's Most Haunted was trying to film in her room. 
Now, they left a camera running there while they explored other parts of the castle. And when their team returned to check the footage, the tape was gone, even though the door had been locked the entire time. So the tape was just missing. That's the easiest way possible to be like, we're ghost hunters and look at this footage we got. Oh my God, it was stolen. There's no footage. There's no footage. Isn't that (laughs) spooky, guys? Ooh. Um, fair enough. There's also been a few reports of mysterious experiences in the tunnels beneath Castle Loma. So, yes, there's tunnels there. Um, it was a castle, after all. I yeah. mean, they you gotta have tunnels. Right? How are you gonna escape? Otherwise? How's it a castle without tunnels? Right? Um, now, many have reported feeling as though they've been grabbed or have had their hair pulled in the tunnel. Sexy. So it's just like a frisky ghost. <laughs> um, can relate. Anyways, uh, people have also reported hearing. The look on your face right now is so funny. Um, Anyways, people have also reported hearing the spirit in the tunnel sighing gruffly, and he has even been captured in recording speaking and interacting with visitors. So... What kind of, like, speaking or interacting? Like, hello and welcome to my castle. Or, I'm like, not sure. You're going to die in seven days. Like, which which one of those? I somewhere couldn't really find... I'd say probably somewhere in between. Okay. Yeah. Um, some people have also claimed that they can actually hear the sound of trotting horses within the underground tunnels. Um, which is possible. Like, Sorry, you didn't need fully work, did you? <laughs> Anyways, um, so this is really all we have on Casa Loma. I mean, it's pr- a pretty cool place. Um, if they ever do, like, a ghost tour and we're in the area, I'd love to yeah. pop in on that Plus one. Plus they have, like, a 10-person escape room right Correct. in the castle. I think it's more cool. than that. I think you can have up to, like, 20 people or something in that one. Well, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of people to try and, like, navigate an escape room with. I have enough trouble with four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so we are now going to hop on the transit system and we are going to take a ride over to the old dawn jail oh more jails in in ontario now this one is not a hostel okay (laughs) it has not been turned into a hostel i'm still waiting for adam to go and stay at that one (laughs) maybe one day i'm just gonna like send him some money and be like go stay Go stay. Tell us what it was like. (laughs) Um, anyways now the old dawn jail is actually one of the oldest jails in canada so obviously, being one of the oldest jails, it's gonna have some stories, right? Mm-hmm. Some weird stories. Spooky. Probably even. some ghosts, considering that it was the site of thirty-four hangings and is known as one of Toronto's most haunted places. Oh man, we're not going to the most haunted place, are we? Yeah. Uh, one of them. Okay. Yep. Uh, Now, there have been numerous reports of an angry and distressed woman with long blonde hair floating around the building's main rotunda. Um, The stories go that she actually unalived herself in one of the cells, (laughs) which is like my new TikTok way of saying she hung herself. Oh. Yeah. Um, Now, in the early 2000s, a night guard was making his rounds through the day use area of the jail because it's like a place you can it's you can go and tour now. The night guard was in the day use area. What the heck is he doing in there? <laughs> right? Like, that ain't show territory, Holmes. Um, anyway, so he was making his rounds, and um, this is the area where inmates would be allowed to go and get some exercise during the day. Sounds nice, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, nice enough for a jail. Uh, within the day area is a punching bag suspended by, suspended by a chain, and even through the night, the day area is lit somewhat so that guards can ensure that there's no one there who shouldn't be. Okay? Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Now, 
One November morning at 2 a.m., an inmate yelled out that he'd been woken up by someone hitting the bag. When the bag is hit, the chain that suspends it rattles loudly, but the guard, when speaking to the inmate, had a clear view of the prisoner and of the punching bag. He noticed there was no one in the day area. Um, so in order for someone to hit the bag, they would have had to escape a locked cell. The guard did a count, and no one was unattended for. So it was just like the rattling and the bag is going and everybody's in their cells still. And this is outside, right? Yeah. Spooky. In November? When it's windy and snowy. Because it couldn't be wind, right? <laughs> it's a it's a ghost. It was never the wind. It's never the wind. Um, now, later that night when another guard was on rounds, two more inmates were woken up by the sound of the punching bag. This guard, again, counted the inmates, who were all locked up, uh, and could see that the punching bag was actually unattended and stationary. So they're hearing it, but the punching bag isn't moving. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, further into that night, as two officers were making rounds together, another inmate complained of being woken up by the punching bag. The guards looked out to the day area where the punching bag was clearly swinging from having been hit, but there was no one present. Huh. And it wasn't the wind. How do you know it wasn't the wind? You don't know. Because it's never the wind. <laughs> okay, fine. I thought it was always the wind. I thought that was the thing. It's, well, maybe in your world, but okay. in my world, it's never the wind. Okay. It's a ghost. Definitely a ghost. Uh, now, many There's visitors... the ghost of Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Adrian! <laughs> Anyways, so many visitors to the Old Don Jail have claimed that uh, they've had odd experiences in one area in the East Wing, specifically near some cells. They claim it has an enormous cold spot that has caused overwhelming feelings of sadness and skin-tingling sensations. So we've talked about it that in lots of episodes before. That's typically the sign of there being some kind of entity you're yeah. there. Um, nobody likes being cold. Yeah. I don't like being cold when I'm eating. I don't like being cold if I'm walking through an old jail. I just don't like being cold. I don't either. Especially um, when I'm at a restaurant. So just keep right? that in mind, ghosts, if you're going to haunt my restaurants. Just don't make it cold. Just don't make it cold. Uh, yeah. I'll bring a sweater. It'll be fine. <laughs> so that um, is kind of like the main activity at the jail. Now, um, we're definitely going to go check it out next time in, we're in no, Toronto. No, no, we're not. Uh, yeah, we are. Okay. Um, <laughs> and hopefully we bundle up enough that we don't feel any weird-ass cold spots while we're there. Gotcha. Okay, we're going to hop back on our transit, and we are next going to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Oh, that's good, because I love sports. Yay, sports. Sports go sports. Anyways, um, so the Hockey Hall of Fame actually used to be a Bank of Montreal. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it has a pretty dark history behind it. Um. So wait, that was all that was going on in the jail? It was just like a random punch bag? Those are like the main like ones. Some, some cold spot. Yeah. Those were like the main ones that I really wanted and to And that's share. the most haunted place in Toronto. I'm sure there's more, but like... It can be kind of hard to find information on stuff like that because they keep a lot of shit like... So we got to go investigate Locked down. So we have to go do our own paranormal investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back to the Hockey Hall of Fame. So um, this building is actually apparently said to be famously haunted by the ghost of Dorothea May Elliott, who was a 19-year-old bank teller who shot herself in the upstairs woman's washroom in 1953. Damn. Yep. I um, thought I hated my job. That sounds about the same time in Toronto when, like, 
Nana was working at Bell Telephone. So she probably helped, like, connect some of these calls when it happened. Um, fun fact there. Now, there may have been many rumors about why she ended her life. Um, we'll go through a couple of them and then we'll see maybe which one's the most believable. So, one version accused her of having been caught stealing money. I mean, she worked at a bank. That makes sense, yes. Makes sense, right? Uh, another said that she had been discovered helping members of the Irish Republican Army who were planning to rob the bank to fund their cause back home. Okay. Also realistic, right? Yeah. Now, several years ago, they bring in a psychic. Because that's legit. Yeah. Right? Um, the psychic said that she was actually murdered because she had uncovered a scheme involving the bank manager, the chief of police, and a leading judge, all of whom were embezzling money belonging to farmers. Oh, that psychiatrist can tell some tales. We should get her on the show. Not psychiatrist. Psychic. Psychic. (laughs) (laughs) Um. They brought in a psychiatrist who was like. Right. Tell me how you feel, ghost, Now, like. That must have been nice to share that with us. The first one, so realistic. The second one, maybe that third one i mean probably the least realistic but like that's the one that i want to believe yeah that's the one that should be interesting um there is a final theory though and then i'm gonna ask which one you think it might be so the most common theory about dorothea was that she was having an affair with either another teller or the branch manager um who was a married man who had an apartment in the back of the bank the latter account is apparently the accurate one, according to someone who knows the details, but for personal reasons doesn't want to go on the record. So, out of those four theories, which one would you think it would be? Out of no information whatsoever, not knowing yep. anything about this woman, and yep. just knowing that she worked at a bank. What do you think is the most plausible? <sighs> What's most plausible to me is that she killed herself because working at a bank is shitty but that wasn't even a theory (laughs) well it's my theory (laughs) okay um now since that has happened there have been countless reports of strange occurrences in the building over the decades that are believed to be connected to dorothy so she went by dorothy her name is dorothea it's a common thing Mm -hmm. um so obviously we have your typical lights flicking on and off uh, doors and windows opening and closing for no reason with nobody around them. Um, moans, screams, and other eerie sounds echoing through the historic structure. So you're just like, could you just imagine you're like looking at like Wayne Gretzky's hockey jersey or something and you just hear, <laughs> like I'd be like, oh, done. Bye. See ya. <laughs> I like spooky stuff, but I'd be like, I'm out. Yeah, but like there would be so many <laughs> people there actually. that you would actually be very like, think someone's just fucking with you yeah someone's just messing with me anyways um some staff and employees have heard footsteps when working alone at night um a few have even felt a phantom hand on their shoulder or leg so like if she's touching your leg i'm thinking maybe she was having an affair oh yeah she that's sounds a good a little point sultry, right um Ooh, dorothea <laughs> i have to finish hanging this painting of wayne gretzky and- <laughs> I can't possibly. <laughs> I love what would like, my wife think? I love how in like the 1990s they're still talking like it's like the 
forties. <laughs> well, that's what she's into. So you gotta like uh, talk to her like like she's used to. Like, Ooh, sounds Dorothea. good. Um, My stars. <laughs> so many employees will even refuse to go to the upstairs floor due to the eerie feelings of being watched because that's where the bathroom was that she offed herself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, she's over there fucking shit up at the Hockey Hall of Fame and nothing we can do about she's it. She's not taking any slap shots though? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> we don't know what she does when people aren't there. <laughs> Participants have noticed a phantom hockey puck that just smacks people <laughs> in the head every now and then. Oh my god, I can just picture that. You're like just, you're walking through and all of a sudden, what the hell? And it's just like, there's just like a hockey puck that's like landed on the floor. I, I'm taking that home for a souvenir. Right. It's not anybody else in the building, it's just Dorothy. She's there you like, go. Bitch. She's working on her slap shot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she's the... the big culprit at the hockey hall of fame and maybe we should go and do a seance and yeah see hope what i don't Dor- get body checked see what dorothy has to say um okay we're gonna hop back on the train and we're gonna head over to old city hall can we take an uber i'm kind of sick of the train like there's this hobos the, on it literally it the cheapest like way to get around okay fine yeah um so old city hall is actually really cool like the building itself is really cool it's like this big looming gothic hall that like looks actually kind of terrifying but is so beautiful and it's got quite an interesting like history behind it um and it has multiple multiple people that are kind of roman and residing there in their afterlife okay um so old city hall is at the junction of queen and bay street so it's like right downtown it's like you can't miss this building, okay? Got it. Um, now, this building is home to at least 50 spirits who just can't seem to leave. So also one of the most haunted buildings in Toronto. The last two men that were hanged in Canada, um, Arthur Lucas and Ronald Turpin, can be found lingering in what is now courtroom 125, and judges have even claimed to have heard footsteps when alone in the room. Um, a little bit of fun history, if you anybody cares. Arthur Lucas was convicted of killing an undercover narcotics agent, and Ronald Turpin was convicted of killing an officer. So, yeah, those are pretty legit reasons to be hung. It's true. Yeah, you know, like Thanks. honestly, to me, like at first I was like, oh, footsteps, whatever. But in those like courtrooms, right? And they're like some of their courtrooms are like those small ones. Like, have you been to the the law courts in like downtown Alberta? Like, did when you no. guys went to school and stuff, like, did you get to go on tours of, like, the law courts and stuff? No. Um, some of them are, like, really small. Yeah. So, like, if you're in there by yourself and there's, like, it's creepy because there's, like, all, like, the, there's, like, seating up above. Like, if you can't see anything and you're hearing footsteps, like, I'd probably be freaked out, too. Enough. See, that's what I would say, too. That's what I would say. I'd be like, enough! Anyways. Um, so courtroom 125 is actually also, um, the room where the spirits are said to be the strongest and it, um, it's almost a tradition for someone in the press to attempt to spend the entire night on Halloween there. I can just imagine like us doing a tour of the place and they're like, oh, and here's courtroom 125 and they open it up and there's just like all of these wailing spirits coming <laughs> out of like there. Just like a ghost party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
And he's just closing the door. We don't go in there. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I want to. I want to go. I want to go. Let me go. Just big netherworld portal. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, because it's like a tradition for someone in the press to attempt to spend the night there, do you think that we can convince Lance to get us press passes and we can spend Halloween night there? That'd be cool. That would be cool. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um... The judges also claim to have their robes tugged on occasionally in the rear staircase, which is typically a sign of a poltergeist because they're the ones that will interact, correct? Um, Moans of prisoners past can be heard coming from the cellar where they were incarcerated while waiting trial. So never go in the basement. Yeah. Don't think Um, I want to go in the basement there anyway. Nope. And then others claim that they have felt a presence in the northwest section of the attic, but no one's really sure what it is. Because nobody really knows, like, why would there be something in the attic? What do you even do in the attic? Like, what are you... Right? Just leave the attic alone, okay? The attics are spooky, and sometimes you can fall through the floor. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Attics are pretty creepy. I don't like them. Um, Yeah, so that is the the law courts. That is Old City Hall. Uh, We are now done at one legal building. We are going to... Now head over to another one, um, and we're going to visit Osgood Hall, which is home to the Law Society of Upper Canada, uh, which is the Provincial S- Supreme Court, um, and also home to quite a few ghostly sightings. Oh, let's hear about those, because I bet you those lawyers get up to some spooky stuff. <laughs> uh, so there have been reports of many individuals seeing a ghostly woman walking along the halls. Many have also seen a ghostly group chatting in the empty chambers. So I bet you that's just like old secretaries that have like passed and they're like i spent most of my life in this building i'm just gonna hang out here and have coffee with my girlfriends every day that sounds nice it sounds nice actually doesn't it Sundor, like when you see a ghost are they normally hovering like if they're if they're using footsteps like is it like a, a boot if it's a woman are she those nice high heels like I would what's going so, on yeah. she's doomed to wear high heels for the rest, the rest of, her of her life for the rest of her eternity that's a choice yeah that's yeah. a choice um, now, one Sunday during the 1960s, the chief librarian of the time, uh, of the Law Society, his name is George Johnson, decided to enjoy a quiet afternoon in the library while it was closed to the public. The library would be locked on Saturday evening and remain closed until it reopened on Monday morning. So, he's just like, I'm gonna go hang out, have a nice day to myself, drink my coffee, read through some law journals. Now. As one does. Right. Uh, One particular Sunday in late autumn, Mr. Johnson came to the library, unlocked the door, entered, and then locked the door again behind himself. He specifically remembers locking the door. Uh, When he turned to walk the length of the room to reach his office, he was surprised to see a person sitting at the first desk, hunched over a book, apparently engrossed in reading. So ghosts are now just, like, sitting there being like, "Hmm, what can I learn about law? Because, you know. Maybe. Maybe he was trying to find, like, how he's wrongfully accused. Maybe. And how he could defend himself in the next life or something. Possible. Interesting. Uh, now, the chief librarian wondered who the person was and how they had gained access to the library. Um, because, obviously, like I said, it was locked from Saturday evening to Monday morning. And typically, it's, like, the security and the librarian are the only ones with keys. Uh, he's like, maybe the watchman had let him in, or maybe one of the other four doors to the library had accidentally been un- 
locked or left unlocked the night before. Um, whatever the case was, he made a mental note to find out, but decided not to disturb the figure. It's like, yeah, he's just sitting there quietly reading. He's not going to investigate at all. Nope. He's like, that's cool. That's cool. It's it's fine that you just found yeah. your way in here. <laughs> well, you can not just curious at the least. Nope. Uh, now, when the librarian was ready to leave just before five o'clock, he saw the figure was still seated at the desk. So now it's five p.m. He's been there all day. Um, he decided he's going to approach, but when he was about twenty feet away, the figure stood and walked quickly towards the southeast door, passing right through it and out of sight. This was the same door that the librarian had come through and locked earlier in the day. Wow. Yeah. Now, Mr. Johnson tested the door and all the other doors of the library too, only to find them all locked. Um, he sought out the watchman to ask about the stranger who said he, um, and this, sorry, the watchman said he hadn't seen anyone all day except for Mr. Johnson. Interesting. Yeah. So just, he just like, let this random person like sit there and read all day yeah and then they just like walk through a locked door without even opening it did he even have a library card probably not jesus the nerve Uh, of some ghosts right now a couple of years ago a visitor touring osgood hall stopped in front of the massive stone carved fireplace in the main reading room of the great library and declared that she sensed a portal to another world at that exact spot we love our portals. We love our portals to another world. I totally... You know what? I'm getting some serious portal energy here right now. So, like, everyone just back away because it's, like, dark. And the ore is, like, purple or black or whatever. But there is definitely a portal here. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Some other occurrences include our typical doors slamming by themselves, hearing voices from empty rooms, and footsteps through the halls. Yeah, but the library, that library thing is pretty creepy. Yeah, it yeah. is. It makes me never want to go to a library again. It was definitely the wind. It was, it was, it's never the wind. <laughs> um, okay. Libraries can be very windy that time of year. So we are going to um, leave Osgood Hall and we are going to... Can we get something to eat? I'm kind of hungry. Uh, we're getting there. We have one more stop before we grab some food. Oh, man. That would have been a perfect transition. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, our next stop should actually bring up some memories of past episodes as we make our way to the Mackenzie House. William Lyon Mackenzie King? Uh, close. This is actually the home where his grandfather lived. Grandfather right? of William Lyon Mackenzie so, King? So, remember, because... He's William Lyon Mackenzie King, and this is Mackenzie House. So, um, this is actually the house where his mother's father lived. Okay. Cool. We're on the same page. Yes. What okay. was his name? William Lyon Mackenzie. Oh. Who, interestingly enough, was the first mayor of Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm Ontarian. <laughs> The first mayor of Toronto. Um, Everybody knows the story. <laughs> William Lyon McKenzie, first mayor of Toronto. Oh my God. Capital city of Canada. Um, anyways, William Lyon McKenzie King was the first mayor of Toronto. Okay. Okay. Um, he moved into the house in 1859 and lived there until his death in 1961. And of course, he died in the house. Right? As one does. 
Um, so Mackenzie House is reputed to be one of Canada's most haunted buildings. So not like just one of Toronto's, like one of Canada's most haunted buildings. Um, and the stories began long before Mackenzie even moved into the home. So, um, in the early 1950s, so we're kind of past this now, um, a live-in caretaker named Ms. Edmonds had an experience that eventually made newspaper headlines. So she claimed that one night she was awoken by a soft touch on the shoulder. When she opened her eyes, Mrs. Edmonds said there was a lady there bending over her, looking into her face. But a few seconds later, the lady vanished. A few weeks later, Mrs. Edmonds claimed it happened again, but this time said the lady drew back her hand and slapped her in the face before vanishing. And not even at a salad bar. Not even at a salad bar. So yeah, just like was slapped in the middle of the night. Maybe she didn't like the way she was cleaning. I mean, she was sleeping. Oh, <laughs> well, <there's> still. <gasps> Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I could still see dust up here. <laughs> Um, Mackenzie himself has been seen wandering the house as well as sitting in his old bedroom. Um, which, you know, he died there. Fair enough. That's his house. Yeah, that's it's his named house. after him. Like, yeah. let him be. So what? Um, other claims include many seeing a rocking chair moving on its own in the basement. The printing press still found in the home will be seen operating on its own. And apparitions have been seen or heard on the stairs and in Mackenzie's daughter's room. The spontaneous playing of the piano in the parlor has also lingered along with other ghostly encounters. See, and I think if you didn't want him to stay there, you probably shouldn't have named the house after him and just called it Mackenzie House after he was dead. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, damn, that's that my house? Yep. All right, well, I guess this is where I live. Yep. Um, now, in the 1960s, the home was handed over to the city of Toronto. Uh, part of this bequest was an inventory of all the artifacts that were in the house at the time. And at the bottom of this list were the words, one ghost, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> Just one ghost. <laughs> I love that. Um, so after examining this list and seeing one ghost on the bottom of it, uh, they decided to bring in the archdeacon to perform an exorcism and perhaps calm the restlessness that was felt throughout the house. But they got to pay taxes on that ghost. As we, as we know, exorcisms aren't real. They don't work. And the house is still haunted today. There you go. Um, okay. I told you that... That's the, the people's ghost then, hey? Yeah. I told you that the next stop was food. Um, Good, because I am so hungry. But we have a... We're going to, like, stop and grab a snack and then have food. Okay. Um, so our next stop is the Christie Mansion. Okay. That's where they have snacks? They Think have chips it. there? Think about the name. <gasps> Mr. Christie's Mansion? You make good cookies, but your old home is haunted due to your inability to make good decisions. Okay. Let's hear yeah. about it. Uh, so Christie Mansion is now actually Regis College. So it's being used as a school now. Um, but it was once the home to the Christie family of the successful food production company. Like the people that make Oreos. Yeah, like the Christie company that makes food. Wow. Cookies. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so stories claim that Robert Christie imprisoned his mistress in a hidden room for years until she went crazy and hung herself. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. 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 
So we're going to get into this a little bit. Uh, so the room was fully furnished, had its own private bathroom, and Robert had a butler bring her all of her meals so she would never leave. So she just, like, lived in this room with a bathroom and had all her meals brought to her. That is some intense BDSM shit. <laughs> uh, so she would just hang out in there waiting for him to come visit so they could carry on their torrid affair and weird semblance of a romantic life. Um, you know, the best you can have when one of you is being held in a secret room of a Victorian mansion by your lunatic cookie bear and lover. <laughs> that was a bit difficult to say, but it was very good. It was very good. I know, because I just wanted to laugh because I knew I was coming and I'm like... Uh, gotta make it through this gotta make it through this lunatic cookie baron lover got it yeah my um, new linkedin headline i love it now stories say robert had her body secretly m- removed under the cover of darkness um after she killed herself and buried somewhere on the grounds of queen's park some claim the guilt drove him to distraction his business suffered and he was forced to sell the mansion to the university wow yeah um so room 105 so mr christie himself Sold the Oreo secret recipe to college? He sold the house. Okay. But the business was fine. <laughs> the business was fine. Oreos still exist. Well, I mean, yeah, they're still around today. Okay, good. Along with how many other thousands of So while of he cookies. was distracted, is that when he came up with all those bad Oreo ideas? Probably. Like mint chip? <laughs> I will give you one piece of advice, though. If you have not yet tried a carrot cake Oreo... Go out and buy some. They're very good. So good. I don't even like carrot cake and they're very good. Yeah. Um, okay, so room one. His mistress probably came up with that one. Maybe. Uh, room 105, which is now the servery, uh, is claimed to have been the room that she was hidden away in. There have been many reports of doors being slammed and locked on their own, uh, causing students to be trapped inside for hours and even overnight. Oh, that's, that's nice. Yep. Uh, Good time to get some studying done. Right? I mean, like, I'd probably be slamming and locking doors, too, if my cookie baron lover just, like, locked me away in a room until I went crazy enough to kill myself. I mean, she chose that life. Mm, Did she? I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I don't know if she was actually there willingly. Yeah. Because she was, it's like a secret affair, right? So, it's like, like, bitch, you stay in there until you come up with a good Oreo flavor that people like. Yeah. So, now that we've stuffed our face at the Christie Mansion with Oreos and all other kinds of good snacks, we are going to head to another mansion, um, which is now home to the Keg Mansion restaurant. There's a Keg Mansion restaurant? There is. So, um, on Jarvis Street in Toronto, there is a mansion that has now been converted into a Keg. Very nice. That's where we're going to go. Which, if you don't know what the Keg is, because you might be... From the States, I guess they don't have the keg. They don't have a keg in the States. I don't know. It's, it's a, a steakhouse. steakhouse. It's a nice little steakhouse yeah. franchise. A little pricey, but pretty good steak. Pretty good. They make a good steak. Pretty good. Um, so, the mansion was once the home of the Massey family, who were known for manufacturing farm equipment. So, they were the owners of Massey Ferguson. A lot of people. Means so to much you, to me. that means nothing. Um, to people like me and, you know, probably other people that listen to this and grew up in the middle of nowhere. Um, Massey Ferguson is a pretty big manufacturer. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um, they were also patrons of the arts in Canada. Um, and so a concert hall in Toronto, which is called Massey Hall, was actually built by Hart Massey in 1894. So they, you know, they got some connections there. Now, 
After the death of Lillian Massey, the daughter of the couple who built the home, a grieving housemaid hung herself from the oval vestibule in the main foyer, and keg employees now, along with patrons, have mentioned seeing a gruesome apparition appearing there, enough to terrify even the toughest person. That sounds terrible. It sounds quite- You're just, like, eating your steak, and then you look up, and you see this woman, like, hanging from the ceiling? Yeah. That'd be nuts. Yeah. And then if other people were, like, looked up and didn't see it, then you would feel like you might be crazy. So here's my question for you, though. Are you more uncomfortable by the fact that um, you might just see this, you may see this apparition there, or, like, by the fact that when the daughter died, um, it was a housemaid that hung herself? Like, that seems weird to me. Why would the housemaid hang herself after the daughter died? I don't know. Like, maybe that was her daughter. Ooh. Ooh. See, now we're getting into, into some... more torrid affairs. So, Ooh, like, Mr. Dorothea. Now we're conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, one customer was dining with her husband when she says she encountered two different spirits. Uh, as she was dining, she felt cold wisps on her arm that gave her goosebumps. The light touches then moved onto her fingers and eventually the back of her neck. She got a little bit more than she bargained for at that restaurant, didn't she? Now, the customer said she then experienced a flash across her mind of a woman. She was young, blonde hair with a wide face and blue eyes. She wore her hair swept up and wore a light-colored blouse with a high neck and a long, light-colored skirt. In the flash, she was standing behind her. Interesting. It's creepy. But also really cool. Yeah, like she imprinted it on her mind. Basically, yeah. Um, another customer claims to have seen ghosts of children at the restaurant, um, which is interesting because children aren't allowed in the keg at night, so she thought it was odd when she saw, like, a little boy with dark hair sitting on one of the staircases. She walked past him toward the bar, and when she looked back, he was just gone. He just vanished. We don't even know if that was a ghost, then. That could have been one of the owner's kids. Maybe. But... Um, during another visit, the same customer said she and a friend were at the second floor bar when they both heard the creepy sound of children's feet pitter-pattering down the stairs. Uh, when they looked to see who it was, there was no one there. Okay, like, how late were they at this bar? Like, it's the keg. It's she the had mansion. one too many strawberry <laughs> She had margaritas. one too many strawberry margaritas. She's like, yeah! <laughs> Silence, <laughs> children. It's, per- it's, it's creepy. Um, I mean... Others have claimed to have experienced other weird phenomena here as well, but, you know, I think those are probably two of the, or a few of the most creepy experiences that uh, I kind of want to go experience for myself mm-hmm. while eating a delicious steak. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to take me for steak, I'll go get creeped. I'll take you for steak if that's what gets you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we are now going to um, shift away from food and we are going to make a quick stop at the Royal Ontario Museum. Also well, lovingly so referred full. to as the ROM, and I love the ROM. The ROM is very nice. The ROM is really cool. Now, it's said to be haunted by its original curator, Dr. Charles Corelli, who has been seen wandering through the East Asiatic area of the museum clad in a nightshirt. Seems kind of weird, but whatever floats his boat. Uh, now, staff who are alone late at night in their office have claimed to hear the sound of some vintage tinny radio music drifting into their workspace, which is unusual as they claim that there is no radio or television playing in their office. Tiptoe through the oh, tulips, by the garden. Um, 
so thinking that someone else has come in to work late in the next room, they wander out into the hallway to see what's going on. When they step out of their office, they find nothing. No music, no lights, no co-workers. So it's like he was trying to communicate, hey? Now, when they return to their offices, they can actually still hear the music playing, a sign that Corelli, who enjoyed listening to music while he was working, is still enjoying it from beyond. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at the ROM, yep. he was trying to communicate... That would make it a rom-com. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Um, there's also a planetarium next door, which is now closed to the public. Um, but it's said to be the eternal home of the spirit of a sad little girl who would be seen sitting in the seats watching the shows. Not sure what happened to her. No story about her, but... Just someone's kid. Just someone's kid. Um, and then finally, we are going to uh, hop off our train at the base station so that we can check out lower base station oh okay we're almost done um so this there's last you want to end it with trains I'm that's gonna, what you want to end it with <laughs> i know you hate me because you hate <laughs> trains um anyways now the station is mainly used for training sessions so the lower base station is actually not utilized with trains anymore it's just like a like basically like a derelict station yeah that's in there. Um, so they use it for training sessions, storage, and even film shoot locations. Um, it's actually hidden um, be- below Bay Subway Station, and it's actually the final ride for one spooky apparition in particular. Who's that? So um, we don't know exactly like who it is, but Lower Bay was a so-called ttc experiment that lasted six months from february to september of 1996 or sorry 1966 so ttc the toronto Toronto transport um so in the end it was an epic headache for passengers um for the people who were running the experiment um which led them to close the lower bay station now people still like sneak in there people are obviously still in there for like these trainings and when they're shooting films and stuff like that um but many claim to have seen a ghostly lady in a long red dress not white this time there you go uh floating along the rails near the tunnel entrances according to reports she doesn't appear to have any legs and is said to have black have black holes where her eyes should be oh man yep sketchy um there's no story as to why this woman haunts what is an abandoned ttc project gone wrong um but there have been rumors of something more sinister at play uh, in the reason for closing this station some sort of netherworld dimension portal yeah so uh with that we are done our tour of toronto wow yeah that was a long day that was a long day um you can <sighs> choose whether or not you want to maddie recap that I am going to do my best here. Okay, okay. ready? Yeah. Go okay. On. Maddie, recap. Okay, so we're in Toronto, and we're going to go to a bunch of spooky places. There's the law office of law people, and they heard spooky footsteps. And then, then there was the city hall, also spooky footsteps, and, you know, people touching you and cold stuff. And then we went to the jail, which is also supposed to be really spooky, but it was just the ghost of Rocky Balboa being like, Adrian, punching <laughs> the bag, you know, just getting some in. Um, and then there's cold spots. Ooh, very scary. And then and we went to another creepy courthouse or whatever. And then there was a library guy who was like, 
oh, I just want to, you know, find out how to defend myself if a trial comes up again and I'm sentenced to death. And the librarian's like, should I go talk to that guy? No, I'm a librarian. I'm very introverted. Maybe I'll talk to him at 5 p.m. if he's still here. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, no, this guy's trying to talk to me. Run through the door. And he was like, oh, but that door's locked. How did he get through? Oh, my God. Talk to the night watchman. Night watchman's like, no, nah, man, you're the only one I've seen here. Damn, son. And then we went to another place. And then we went to castle. And the castle was kind of spooky. And there was lady in white. But why she got to be late? Why she got to be white, though? <laughs> and then we went to the keg. And we visited Mr. Christie. And he had a lunatic cookie lover. Uh, he mistress. was the lunatic cookie lover. Well, maybe she just really liked cookies. And she was the lunatic cookie lover. And he would, like, feed her Oreos in the middle of the night. I think he was the one who liked her cookie. Oh, there you go. And we went to the keg. And the keg was haunted by, like, ghost children, which is cool. And also a hanging lady at the top. Not so cool. Not so cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, it all sounds like a bunch of bull. Oh, wait, wait, one more. There's the base station, lower base station, and then there's a lady with red eyes and no legs. Or sorry, red dress, no legs, and black eyes where her eyes should be. It's just sockets. That actually one, that one is pretty creepy because there's no reason behind it. It's just this lower base station experiment. Um, so overall, it was a good day, you know? We felt a little creeped out. forgot about poor Dorothy at the Hockey Hall of Fame. The Dorothy at the Hockey Hall of Fame! Hitting yeah. on everybody and practicing her slap shots. Yeah. There was a lot of stops on that tour. There was a lot of stops on that That was tour. a good ghost tour. Well done. I did my best. Yeah. Um, okay, so based on everything that we've covered today, if you had to give this, uh, let's say, you know what? We're going to give Toronto a spooky rating. If you had to give Toronto a spooky rating out of 10, what would you give it? <sighs> Sorry, I've got a piece of hair in my mouth. <laughs> I think it's from my beard. <laughs> I can't think of what... To, there was 10 different spots we went to? Um, I don't think there was 10, but there was quite there was a, a lot few. of them. There was quite a few. There was yeah. a lot of them. But we're just giving, like, Toronto, like, overall as a city, a spooky writing. Based on, you know... Oh, we forgot to talk about Mackenzie King. See? There was a million places we went to. You yeah. know what? 10 out of 10. It was 10. excellent. 10 spooky stops out of 10 steakhouses. Awesome. Well, with that in mind, we want to take this time to thank you for listening. And we hope that you... Check us out on Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> uh, like us on Twitter. And uh, we don't do we anything don't have on Twitter. Twitter. Um, check out the next episode. Because the next one's going to be just as good as this one. And the one before that. And the one before that. Because... Uh, we want to keep doing this for you guys. And until next time, though, until while you stay time, tuned, we, we hope, hope you keep it spooky. Ooh, but maybe not that long. That was a long time. We were in a lot of different places at once, and I'm a little bit creeped out, so I'm going to go to sleep now. Bye.